Hello and welcome to the Plants and Pipettes Advent Calendar where we spend each day talking about a different plant or plant thingy that we associate with Christmas or the Christmas thingies. Um, today <laughs> we're on to Advent Day 18 and finally, we finally made it to Britain and to Brussels sprouts. Yay, Brussels sprouts. It's like the Marmite of vegetables, right? I think so. I think you're a fan, right? Uh, I yeah, but I'm 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 turned. I changed. Like I okay. used to hate them quite a bit, and now I I don't hate them anymore. It's not that it's my favorite vegetable, but I enjoy them from time to time. I think I think we've got more on why that change happened. Not only you know as you matured and aged into finer flavors, but I think there's some some genetic reasons why that change happened. But mm-hmm. I think that's that might be for another day. Yeah, that might be for another day. Today, we're um, rather talking about like their role in Christmas cooking mm-hmm. and um, like alternatives. Like if you if you are in the anti sprout camp, what you can do, and also a little bit about their role in the British heart. I would say because a few a couple of years ago, I, I wasn't living in London, but I sort of took a trip here to start with um and even when i I first moved i was seeing all of this random brussels sprout stuff associated with christmas i mean there was christmas cards with brussels sprouts on them which was i mean i i understood that it was part of the meal but you know we also eat what do we eat at christmas like ham and i don't see that as sort of part of ask the the german because we have terrible christmas food traditions we eat literally potato salad and boiled sausages like okay exactly that so you wouldn't expect to see a christmas card with a potato salad on it it would just be weird and i was confused i I can't pull that out in germany to be fair but um yeah in general you would not expect that Okay, these were these were like personified, cute dancing Brussels sprouts, you know, really adorably clasped into the minds and hearts of of the peoples. And I didn't really understand this. I didn't I didn't know this was a huge thing that Brussels sprouts were associated with Christmas. I, you know, when I moved to Britain, I was a little bit concerned that this was my destiny. Destiny. I'm not particularly into Brussels sprouts. And I, I started googling it, and I actually found an article that said that. You know, when we think about vegetation associated with Christmas, Christmas tree number one, sprouts number two. <laughs> Which is not how we've gone about this advent calendar, but <laughs> that's what the article said. And it's, you know, if I want to ever get citizenship in this country, it's hard for me to argue against that article. So, yeah, it's Here interesting. We are. Yeah, yeah. It's, if I try to think about other like occasions when I would eat Brussels sprouts, there are very few. Like I would eat them around Christmas time. Um, it must also be the time when they are sort of available. I imagine. Yeah. Otherwise, I, it would be hard to have that tradition to grow when it requires like long distance transportation of of sprouts. So I think this is a problem that most of us are familiar with if you live up in the cold north. You get to a certain time of year, and yes, that time of year is now, when if you're looking for fresh seasonal fruits and vegetables, pretty much your options are cabbage. Mm-hmm. Cabbage. All kinds. Like or cabbage. Or cabbage. Lots of cabbages, but cabbages nonetheless, yeah. And yeah, in the end of the day, if, if my spr- my choice is either eat sprouts or get scurvy, I would eat the sprouts, but <laughs> I would smother them in bacon first, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good way to cook them. My preferred way is to like roast them in your oven with like some something sweet, like a maple syrup or maybe um, 
like another like fruit syrup or what does it like a, like a pomegranate syrup for example works as well like maybe you have to add like a honey or another sugar but like they need something sweet and they need roasted flavor and then then they're good uh, i don't know if they are still good against scurvy if you roast them in the oven for an hour um, <laughs> I guess it's vitamin C. Is vitamin C heat label? I'm not sure if it's it... definitely like water soluble. So when you boil them, you're probably boiling out the vitamin C into the cooking water. Mm. Um, but if you roast them, it might stay in there and maybe not break down. But I'm not a chemist there. I could I can't tell you. Um, anyway, my my point when I wrote this original post about Brussels sprouts a couple of years back was to really highlight the idea that Brussels sprouts themselves are just cabbage. I mean, I think when you look at them, you can see it's it's just a tiny cabbage. But in fact, not only are Brussels sprouts cabbage, kale is cabbage, kale is broccoli, broccoli is kohlrabi, kohlrabi is gailan, gailan is savoy, savoy is collard greens. Everything is, it's all the same. It's all the same species. It's not even like part of the same family or genus. It's all Brassica oleracea. One species. Do you know if they can interbreed? Like, can I cross a broccoli with a Brussels sprout and then get, like, some weird mixture in between them? I guess, like, theoretically, by the old-fashioned definition of species, you should be able to. Um, that's that, that definition of species is a bit dodgy anyway because you can also cross, like, one species with another species. So, yeah. you know, old-fashioned definition of species, you've got to mix A with B... It's got to be possible in the wild by some definitions and you've got to make offspring that themselves are not sterile. Those yeah. are the sort of rules of being, you know, parts of, of the same species. I guess theoretically you could, but I'm not even sure if all of these are making the right kind of flowers, if the flowers yeah. are sterile. I can imagine something like a broccoli. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if that's preventing formation of real flowers because you get all of these sort of, yeah. like, will they bloom if you leave that on the plant long enough? I guess so. This is really like making it clear how little Yoram and I have been gardening. Um, in fairness, I just choose not to grow these kind of species. I want flowers yeah, and tasty things. Like, None of this crap. I'm I'm really like I'm not, I'm not a big t uh, not too much of a fan of of cabbages. So I'm, I won't be growing them in a the garden, especially as they are so readily available here from the store. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm just googling like they do flower. Um, yeah. They create like nice little yellow flowers that pop up sort of all over um, the broccoli uh, because, yeah, it is just inflorescence that we're eating there. Um, so that will turn eventually into flowers. And yeah, then the big question is, can you actually mate that with others? Uh, because there's all kinds of like physical barriers and stuff or even like genetic incompatibilities you could get from these different variants um, where, yeah, crossing is not necessarily always possible with these oh yeah so but that's already our sort of call to action here like if you don't like brussels sprouts just convince people based on science that they it's don't have science. to eat the, the brussels sprouts they can make like a delicious like red cabbage uh, pickle and <laughs> still <laughs> have cabbage on the for. table like literally yeah. having the same species on the table without like the pungent smell of brussels sprouts yeah, I mean, should, do do you want to explain the cultivation thing or you just want to leave it there? Uh, how they change their flavor over time? No, no, I mean, these are all the same species, but they look super, super different. So what's going on there? Uh, I mean, yeah, they're, this one. Yeah. I mean, in, in some cases, it's just different parts or like different growth stages of of the plant. But like, yeah. like 
also yes, but generally like they also all have sort of mutations. They've been cultivated and selected for certain pleasing like attributes. Yes. You know, yeah. like a bushy head or something. Yeah, I think it's just like some of them are like yeah, selected to create like more foliage and then you get like something like the big cabbages with lots of leaves and wasn't there a story that we also talked about a while back where they figured out like the genetic reason for um just like a fractal um romanescos Romanesco, yeah. um, where it's sort of they they go into the flower production mode and then they sort of hit a breaking point and they stop and they restart and restart and restart and it's how you get like this sort of fractal structure so you clearly have a mutation there in the regulation of the flower formation that then leads to this like weird phenotype that we then find visually pleasing and then also taste-wise pleasing that we want to eat this as a as a vegetable mm-hmm. um so there's lots of these things where then also like the brussels sprout like it look it grows on this like stem so you have like this main stem that grows up and you have like lots and lots of floor uh, small bulbs growing on there so that's also clearly a selection towards this this kind of growth where then have accumulated some mutations that stop the formation of like large cabbages instead of just having like lots lots of small ones growing on a big stem there's some nice pictures online where you can see sort of something that looks like a weed i mean it looks like an arabidopsis because this is in the the same family as arabidopsis it's just like a sort of fragile little stem with some leaves and some flowers and then it shows how okay if you select for terminal buds you get a, a you know a big bulbous cabbage if you select for like these little lateral bulbs these, these buds these things on the side that's where you're getting your brussels sprouts you could say i'm gonna like put all of my energy into selecting for stem and then you get a chunky kohlrabi with like a thick stem and there's sort of all the different options of selection that gives you these different looks and mm-hmm. slightly different flavors i would say not hugely different so if you so take this as an inspiration for your christmas dinner i mean by now if you're listening to this you should have your shopping list um ready and do the shopping because it's only like less than a week until christmas so maybe you shame sp- it you're shaming the listeners for not no, having I'm just, crap it's it's a gentle reminder like remember how you like in a work context uh you would get Pol- polite reminder polite reminders um like a couple Please of wash them. your teaspoons <laughs> and do not just leave them in the sink polite reminder <laughs> yeah, the lights th- should be turned off when you leave the building polite reminder <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah you should like this now is a good time to start thinking about what you want to cook and maybe if you think Brussels sprouts and then um, what somebody in your family has a very disgusted look on their face maybe just pick a different cabbage because there's other beautiful cabbages and they're literally the same at least on a species level taste wise very different Um, that's day 18 of our advent calendar another one tomorrow bye (laughs) 